Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Welcome back, guys. This week, we will be covering a classic, A Deep Blue Sea. Yes. There for a while after Jaws, of course, I feel like this was a, a very iconic movie and definitely one of the more prevalent shark movies until probably the Meg. Yeah. Well, and 47 meters down, I suppose. Kind yes. of went in order. Yeah, I remember being a... Not quite a teenager, I guess preteens, and this being a really big movie that all people oh, talked yeah. about. With the big name actors, and mm -hmm. at the time, it was decent CG. At the time, it's kind of sad to look at now, a little oh, bit. But we will give more details about that <laughs> after tea. So, uh, today, I am drinking the, oh, I forgot the brand, that's terrible, but the Blueberry Hibiscus. Isn't it Tazo? I thought it was the passion. Uh-uh. That's not what I'm drinking. It's uh, Rishi. Okay. You know your teas better than I do. <laughs> this is your stash. Yeah, I, I grabbed a, a different from a different box. It was the very last ah, one. Sorry. I see. I saw I see. You pulled a fast one on me. <laughs> so yet again, I've dipped into her stash. And I am drinking... What the hell am I drinking? <laughs> Traditional, medicinal. traditional medicinals turmeric tea with ginger and meadowsweet i think was the other thing i'm pretty I have, sure it was i thought it was just turmeric but well the others are supposed to be like sub notes oh okay so <laughs> it's your I, tea i didn't did, know <laughs> i just see turmeric and so i just believe that's all it, that's it there. does smell heavily of turmeric yeah too. it like, punches it you in the face strongly of turmeric like if you have inflammation issues this is the one to grab yep, yep. found it yep but um so so uh deep lucy the the scientists are trying to figure out the cure for alzheimer's and in order and they're studying sharks and in order for them to have the sharks make enough protein for the Cure. They don't really explain what the protein does, but it has something to do with curing Alzheimer's. It's, it's supposed to regenerate the neurons. Okay. And it brings them back to life, basically. Okay. So it makes them fire again. Um, but in order for them to get more of those proteins, they had to make the shark's brains larger, which in consequence made them smarter. Because they couldn't just get more sharks. No. No, they had to make the sharks that they had have bigger brains. Yep. So the with a multitude of different events, the facility is collapsing. And so the sharks are coming in, causing the people to flood more and more areas that they come up. And then at the very end, they're like, oh, the sharks were using us to flood the facility because the fence is only eight feet high. And so the sharks want to try and be free. So, yeah, deeply see. 
So for entertainment, I I will say back in the day, um, it was my, it was just like yours, Jess. It was my, it's like Jaws, Jaws 2, and then like Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. But nowadays, it really wouldn't be my top pick anymore. But it's still a pretty solid movie. It is. Uh, so Entertainment-wise, definitely. Yeah. So for me, it's a seven. Um, I They do have a lot of interesting scenes that I wonder if it's supposed to be an homage to Jaws. Like the uh, Mako shark that was loose in the very beginning and was attacking the boat. is just like very... I think they're demonstrating that the shark was smarter than other sharks. But I think also I could totally see that happening in Jaws. Uh, oh, yeah. So I think it was kind of a... Well, the Jaws did have a couple of scenes where the shark attacked a boat. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but, and this, a, a very big strong point for this movie is they have very strong and varied characters. Yes. Uh, they're pretty memorable for the most part. There's two characters that are kind of forgettable, but they're also one of the first to die. So, yeah. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, that, uh, <laughs> that right there is the point in itself. Iconic scene. <laughs> yes. Super iconic scene. It's like people that haven't even seen the movie know about that scene. Yes. Most of them. Most of them do. Yes. We know someone who doesn't. But. <laughs> but the, and then also another point I put, it's so in addition to Samuel L. Jackson, there's a bird named Bird. <laughs> That cusses a lot. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so those with children, there is a lot of cursing. Yeah. It's, from a bird. <laughs> well, also just the, I mean, it's not too gory of a movie, but with the type of gore, There's it would be like an older, blood. an older kid. Yeah. Like minimum 13. Yeah. I'd say. But. I'd say maybe 10. It depends on how mature they are. Okay. But, um, uh. But the movie is actually PG thirteen, I believe. But anyways, um, one movie, one uh, I can't talk. <laughs> it's getting late. Yeah, guys. I'm. I'm ready. I'm going to bed after this guy. We specifically chose decaffeinated teas for this episode because it's so late. Yeah, <laughs> but so the, a very huge strong point to this movie. Is like the previous, uh, or the we recorded Open Cage Three, and that movie was very um, frustrating. But this one, it's like frustrating tension. Like mm -hmm. the tension in this movie is very good. It feels very urgent because not only do they have to worry about the sharks, but the facility is collapsing. Like it is actively collapsing and flooding and flooding while they're going up. Um. And the and the the parallels to this movie are pretty interesting too. To where uh, the the new Planet of the Apes series, which I forgot the first one, I know is way after Deep Blue Sea, but it, very similar situations where it's animals that were experimented on uh, for a cure for Alzheimer's, and then they became smart, and then they pretty much want revenge of some sort. Um, and also though, it reminded me a lot of Jurassic Park. And whenever I was kind of uh, searching about it, they're saying that Jurassic World, I mean, Indominus Rex. Yeah. Got that. I'm like, man, the parallels just keep well, popping up. I mean, that's kind of what happens when you mess with the brain. Yeah. If you enlarge the brain. 
then you're probably gonna make it smarter. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but overall, this movie, th- like, the effects are pretty good in this movie. The CG, as just mentioned before, is pretty dated at this point, but the animatronics... The animatronics were are great. ...are spot on. Like, there's one particular part whenever the uh-huh. doctor is, like, sacrificed... Well, quote unquote, well, not purposely sacrificing herself. She was trying to distract the shark. Yeah. But whenever it comes up, you can tell it's definitely an animatronic, but that animatronic looks genuinely scary. Oh, yes. Like, that's why this movie, I do consider it a horror movie. Like, even though it has a lot of action scenes, just the look of the sharks. Like, Mako sharks, they're scary animals. (laughs) They look really scary. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they almost made them because they're so intelligent. Though they almost made them like a '80s movie serial killer type. Yeah, stalk and kill. Yeah, I mean when true. when a shark grabs a gurney with a man on it and throws it into the window with everyone watching. Yeah, it's pretty out there. Yeah, a little bit. Pretty out there. It's like, hey, look what we did to your friend. We're coming for you guys next. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. And then when it lifts the girl up in the, yeah, the shaft, the maintenance it, shaft. <laughs> yeah, it just, no. <laughs> Got this one. Yeah, especially since it pulled her out and then deliberately yes. then pushed her up. Uh-huh. It's like, no. For no reason. There was no reason to breach then. Yeah. And plus, oh, should have looked this up. I don't think Mako's breach. I'm pretty sure that. I don't think they do. It's pretty isolated to great whites, though I could be wrong. I think other sharks you can see whenever they attack go out of the water, but it's not to breach. It's just they just so happen to while yeah. they're attacking the thing go out. But great white sharks, I think, are the only ones yeah. that, yeah, they start at the bottom and then rock it up. We started from the bottom, now we <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So, you give it a a 7? Yep. With nostalgia glasses, I would give it a 7, but I just can't bring myself to do it. It has been long enough since I've seen this movie that I was able to dispel some of the nostalgia (laughs) glasses. As great as some of the scenes are, Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) And Bird. And Bird. (laughs) Uh, I can't bring myself to give it that full seven so i'm going to give it a six and a half i do still want to watch this movie in the future i will still go back to it it's no longer one of the first ones that i grab jaws will forever be the first shark movie that i grab for (laughs) forever jaws 2 is typically the second because i usually like to watch them together but lately it would have to be the meg after that then yeah. probably this one yeah so. the make is just a fun movie and it really it's like, is it's not it's it's not realistic but it's fun yeah <laughs> it's really and it's fun. like deep blue sea is more of a tension movie mm-hmm. and then plus like the kills i don't know if it has the same effect on you but like kills for me just seem so like sad and they just make them so like Birds of blood all over the world. Well, it's not as pleasant. Consider the time period. Things have come a long way. What do you mean? I'm not talking about the effects. I'm just saying how it makes me feel. 
<laughs> okay, well, I was talking a fag. Oh, no, I'm not talking about the fag. <laughs> I'm saying that, like, the, they have, like, ter- well, not terrible. They have, like, dramatic music. I don't know. It just... It tries to tug on your heartstrings, for sure. Yeah. I just don't have yeah. many of them left. So... <laughs> So it doesn't really tug on my heartstrings. I was a little sad about Burb. (laughs) Should have been the main character. Should have let Bird live. Should have been the girl. (laughs) No, uh, but it. I have to give it a six and a half. I do still love this movie, but especially with the effects and everything, it is very dated now. So it's just not quite up there yet, and it's not quite as... It's hard to think of the the right word. It doesn't have the same feel as Jaws. It's not as timeless. Yeah, like, like Jaws is a timeless movie, just the way that the characters feel, mm-hmm. the way that they uh, filmed it, and how they're not constantly showing the shark. But yeah, with Deep Blue Sea... Yeah, it's like the major two things that super dates Deep Blue Sea. First, the CG of the sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, animatronics, great. That's why animatronics should just stick with us because it, it really does help the movie. It really does. It's far more realistic. You can actually see the differences between the two. Yeah. And it just makes it so much better, so much more real. Yeah. But the second reason is... The technology. They're over here being like, this is a super high-tech facility, but it's obviously not. I mean, they have, they're using floppy disks. Floppy. And I understand it was a product of the time, but. It was in like 98, I think. Yeah, it's like whenever you watch a movie that's trying to be state-of-the-art or futuristic, that always dates it. Always. Every single time. CRT monitors. Three and a half floppy A disk drives. Yeah, it's like even whenever it's like watching Star Trek or any of the other like sci-fi stuff, you can tell when it's a super old movie because the tech that they're trying to either like flash as like, ooh, it's old, state of the art, or be like, oh, this is the future. You're like, you are way off. Every time you so. move, you're... you're- <laughs> tea sloshes and i'm just waiting for you to spill it on yourself yeah that um it would spill in an area that uh is sensitive so not nope thank you yeah nope it'd be hilarious for the those that watch the video version of our podcast but oh i'm sure (laughs) but uh but yeah i warn you just in case i saw your face of like concern (laughs) as i was talking (laughs) it just kept getting closer and closer to the rim just (laughs) it's the problem this is the problem (laughs) so but it's it's very very dated the interactions weren't quite there for me and a lot of the realism issues that i have just bring down the entertainment i do like that the sense of urgency isn't isn't just forced dramatics yeah like there's an actual reason why they have a very limited time and need to get to the surface asap yeah like Like, the setup is solid (laughs) yes yeah there was a storm so everything's swelling up there's turbulent seas and they had a lot of issues with the sharks and everything they're a little too smart shocker it's what happens yeah (laughs) and 
then with a when they break the glass, which we'll get to again later, it floods that whole area, which adds several hundreds of thousands of pounds of pressure and force, and that's just way too many tons of of water. That's just too much weight in the facility. I have a thought for the realism skill whenever we we'll get there. That. Yep, I we just we'll get there. Just my brain just. Yep, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> so, just, it, it couldn't hold. So, with it flooding, and the things flood fast in the ocean, there's a very real time limit. So, it's it's more organic for the, the suspense aspect, which is nice, but it just doesn't feel the same. I, I think part of the issue that I have with the entertainment is because they're so engineered they've been modified too much yeah it's like the sci-fi originals or the b movies where they're like oh it's this kind of special shark yeah yeah it's like, like a it's a demon shark. shark or yeah some crazy it's a robot shark yeah <laughs> so it's it's just not the same feel sharks in and of themselves are very powerful creatures ones that we definitely need to respect but use that natural aspect of it, the natural predator aspect. You don't necessarily need modified sharks to up the ante. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from on that. But it's like, I do feel like Deep Blue Sea added a lot more interest in the shark genre and really caused a, a fraction of a whole bunch of movies that were have a similar idea. Yeah. So I do also appreciate, though, that Preach, when he first sees the shark, he gets out of the line of sight, and then he grabs a weapon. Yeah. He's not some idiot that just hides behind something and prays the thing goes away. He actually grabs something to defend himself. And it's not something stupid, either. It's not like a wooden spoon or a sign or something. It's a freaking frying pan. Yeah, it's like the characters overall aren't too stupid, except for Samuel L. Jackson, who was way too close to the water. I don't care how safe you are. No, no. And then the girl slipping. But I mean, that could have potentially happened to anyone whenever the ladder falls. Oh, that would have happened to anyone. Yeah. It came out of the wall. Yeah. So it, it could have happened to literally any one of them. And she was... Probably the one that weighed the least. So if either of the other two guys grabbed it, it definitely would have come off. 100%. Well, I meant her, <laughs> like, whenever it slams down, her losing her grip. Oh, that, yeah. The water. Yeah. I could easily see that happening to anyone. I'm yeah. sorry. I thought you meant the, the oh. main doctor lady, not oh. blonde marine no. biologist chick. Yep. Yep. We're awful with names, guys. We don't remember any of the names. Yep. We just uh, talk about their distinguishing characteristics. That is her identifier. Yep. One marine biologist. But so are you ready now? For oh, this is both entertainment and realism that I have an issue with. Okay. The sharks maneuvering in the facility itself is BS. Those are big sharks. There ain't no way they're able to maneuver that well in the hallways. And turn around. Because they change direction a lot. Yeah. And they disappear somehow. 
magically. I don't know how they got their collisions turned off, but they're just able to maneuver around the whole facility with ease. And I call BS. <laughs> but I call BS on this whole movie anyway. Yep. So. Now, ready the last me? thing for entertainment, okay, which is also slightly part of realism, is when they they get four people to close a door with water flooding in. It takes four of them to close that steel door. And later in the shaft, it only takes two men. Consistency. Yeah. The consistency was just off all throughout the movie, but that was one of the biggest things. Yeah. So now we can yeah. move to realism. Okay. You are free to move about the realism scale. Mm. Like, we need our timer back. I know. I need to, like, buy, like, a timer, like, that we can have in the background. But anyways. Yeah. So, for realism, I'm going to steal your score and give it a three. Because I do feel like that makes the most... We talk about the scales beforehand, guys. Yes, we write (laughs) notes because I don't know if you guys listen to our older episodes... But we used to be like, let's watch the movie and immediately start talking about it. And it was just way more chaotic and took a lot of editing and a lot of ums. And I, to be fair, um is like my filler and I'm working on that. But we I feel like fillers that we work on. <laughs> but I feel like whenever we have structure, it's not quite as bad. It helps. So, yeah. This really does punch you in the face with turmeric. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if you have sore muscles <laughs> oh, or. man. Yep. But so the the biggest downfall of this movie is in the very beginning, whenever the doctor is in the meeting and they're essentially, I forgot, the, the people that are funding her, they're like, we're going to pull out the funding. And she's like, give me two days. I'll give you results. I'm sorry. That's not how science works. Like the mRNA vaccine that we have. That actually was decades of research. And actually, I think... They're still researching it. Yes. But (laughs) what I... If I recall right, I think the idea of mRNA started about 50 years ago. I believe it. Um, So science, unfortunately, is very slow moving. That's why we have answers to a lot of things, but we don't have answers to many more things. It's just, it's slow moving. It wouldn't have taken two days. We have a ton more questions than we do answers. Yeah. And everything takes multiple tests. They can't just perform one successful test and call it good. It has to be replicated many times and then sent off to other facilities and other people for them to replicate as well. Because it could just be the environment that they're in. So, correct... Uh, positive testing has to be done across multiple facilities for it to actually be accepted. And they have to prove that um, the test settings were correct. Like they had mm-hmm. enough of a group of people. Like if it's a small test, they mm-hmm. don't, they normally don't consider that. It's like, look at it with a huge grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Like it can help us lead to bigger studies, but they don't take those the results of that as like a thing. Or, I mean, it could be like maybe the people behind the study had an agenda. Mm-hmm. And so it could be biased and you can easily skew the results that way. So yeah, science is very complicated, 
but yes. we know we know our formula to make it you know as accurate as it possibly can be and there's still sometimes is a human element mm-hmm. but the and there's the, always the random outlying yeah but the purpose too. of science mm-hmm. is to try and take as much of the human element out of it as possible but anyways two days bullshit <laughs> um and then another thing that bothered me is the the way that they structured the sharks was not accurate to how they actually look. So there was th- much discussion over this. <laughs> yes. So the way that the Mako sharks looked, that was okay. But it wasn't the greatest, but it was okay. Yes. <laughs> the size is bullshit, but you know, we can we can give them that since they had larger brains, they kind of needed bigger bodies to accommodate otherwise they'd have huge heads and teeny bodies and that yeah. would not be right. <laughs> but <laughs> that would be really funny. Then be chibis, chibi sharks. Like, okay, if you guys like sharks, look up the salmon shark. That is the cutest, chibiest motherfucker. Just like, oh my God, I love that shark. But anyways, I like every time, especially the baby ones. Oh, but anyways, but the tiger shark that they showed... Coloring was, was all wrong. Well, it was essentially the body of the mako shark, and then they slapped a bunch of stripes on it and was like, oh, look at the tiger And the stripes were the wrong color. The yeah, coloring was completely off. Yeah, it just... The tiger sharks have flatter snouts. Mm-hmm. And just... Yeah. It was, nope. And most of the time, from what I understand, their stripes kind of fade as they get older. They're more prevalent in the juveniles. Hmm. So, no. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing is, I'm sure you guys have heard this too. The the myth that, it's just like the myth that we only use 10% of our brain. It's the myth that sharks don't get cancer. Yeah. And I looked it up and confirmed that yes, sharks do get cancer, and apparently scientists have known this for a hundred and fifty years. So I don't know the origin of this myth, but we've known for over a century that sharks get cancer. So sorry. But movies got a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's just like the um, movie that um, Scarlett Johansson is in is like, oh, we only use 10% of our brain. And it's like she unlocks the rest of her brain and just. I forget what the name is, but yeah. Hollywood perpetuates law of myths. And actually, I've heard that um, some some myths have started from Hollywood, interestingly Mm -hmm. enough. But anyways, that's a conversation for another day. But. Uh, but I, I'm going to, I did know about them attacking the cameras, but I'll leave that more to you. Cause I know you have probably more to say, but I did look up the, so the, the doctor made a comment whenever they first figure out that the sharks are genetically altered, which they mentioned before. So kind of weird. That's a surprise, but she said that she broke the Harvard, uh, compact and I looked it up, and there actually is a Harvard Genetics Compact, and one of the violations is messing with the brain size. Um, so I thought that was kind of a, an interesting point of realism that they, mm-hmm. they added. One of the few that they put in. Yes. But yeah, that's, that's all I got. Yeah. 
So I got the same as, as three, since you stole my rating. <laughs> <laughs> I convinced you of it earlier. So the, the biggest issue that I have with it is that as a marine biologist, Blondie didn't think once about, one, the Harvard Compact, and two... That they would be smarter if they increased the brain size. Like, she clearly knew about them increasing the size of the brain of the sharks because she mentioned it on the tour that she gave to Samuel L. Jackson. So, <laughs> she knew about it. Yeah. But she didn't think once, oh, wait, that would make them smarter. Or, oh, hey, this is against the Harvard Compact. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Couldn't just get more sharks. No. Have to make the brain bigger. Well, and then you would think it's like, I know they're like, oh, sharks don't get cancer, but they, they have sharks have so many relatives. Yeah. That like the rays, like mm -hmm. they're, so you'd think that they would search other varieties of animals to see if they can get more proteins. You would think. Gotta be sharks. But shark. <laughs> and again, movie's got a movie. Not many people are going to go see a movie about stingrays that get Oh my god, off. could you imagine? That would be hilarious. To like wrap their their I'm sure there's a sci-fi movie around people and just I'm like squeeze sure. them to death. I'm sure there is a sci-fi movie me. somewhere out there about stingrays. 100%. Though I guess they would use their barb to stab people. Oh yeah. But they probably like, wrap around them to hug them first. And then stab and then them in stab the chest them, in the front. Yeah, just to hold them first. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. I'd watch bite, a movie like that. Bite and hold and then stab. <laughs> yeah. The, how do you say Their mouths look so weird. They're kind of cute, though. Yeah, they are kind of cute. They're, they're kind of cute. <laughs> just Lana, though. So. <laughs> Not really. Have you pet one? Yeah, they're slimy. They're smooth. Might have been their slime coat. I wonder if they were stressed. I've touched several from several different places and they all felt the same. But maybe my definition of slimy and your yeah, definition they're typically is, smooth. It's not like a slug, but it's very it's very smooth. Yeah. Very smooth. Very. They don't have scales like a typical fish. They have skin. Yeah. Which is kind of funny since sharks have like the rough or like sandpaper like yeah, skin. They they do have tiny, tiny scales. So it is skin, but made of tiny scales. Yeah, they Very look like scales. teeth themselves. They the do. Scales. Yeah, those scales do look like teeth. And that's why if they graze you, you do get an abrasion. Mm -hmm. Because they just cut the crap out of your leg. <laughs> I wonder, I would imagine it probably depends on the size of the shark too. It can, but those scales are what help it become more... Aqua dynamic. I Almost like the grip term. the water. Yeah. It allows the water to pass by a lot easier. Mm. So they just glide through the water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's kind of weird how the scales work and it's really cool, but I can geek out over that another time. <laughs> <laughs> so with the facility itself, I can kind of understand them attacking the fences or the cage-like pathways that they have underwater when the guy is in there they're testing the areas and there's a guy there food <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm. also territory 
So I can understand that. That makes sense. And when they back away, well, when they back away, but <laughs> if they leave the area when he pulls out a gun, that makes sense as well. They know what that has done. They remember that. They know it's a bad thing and they know to get away. <laughs> Those make sense. When they start attacking cameras that have not moved and have not done anything to them, they don't know what it does or what it's for. There's no reason for them to attack the cameras except movie. Yeah. <laughs> no reason at all. And when the guy says they were using, the sharks were using them to flood the facility to bring it down. I'm sorry, sharks don't understand structural engineering. <laughs> That's not how any of this works. Yes, like even. They were trying for nom noms. Was like, even if they were smart, they wouldn't know water displacement because they're mm -mm. in the ocean. Like, you can't experiment with that. Like, crows. And ravens, like, the whole reason why they know water displacement is they have lived it and, you know, experimented with it. Like, they understand, but it's the ocean. They yeah. wouldn't know. No. They have no experience with it. They don't know anything about it. It doesn't make sense for them to think that way. Yeah. Even with their enhancements. You can't just explain it away that they're genetically modified yeah it's like you don't no. magically gain knowledge even no. though you're smarter you're not omniscient just because you were enhanced <laughs> that's not how this works <laughs> so no <laughs> there's also in the scene where they're using the protein on the the neurons to see if it works <laughs> samuel l jackson is standing behind and a little to the side of the screen. And he acts, he's a very good actor. He acts as if he can see the screen and what's happening on it, but there's no possible way from that angle that he can see what the hell is going on. <laughs> well, I also kind of, I wasn't paying attention too much, but I, I wonder if he was just like listening to what they were saying. No, there was times that he was reacting. Oh, there were times when he was reacting to the images on the screen when they weren't saying anything. Ouch, movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's not how screens work. You can't see through the thing to see the image. That's that's not a thing. I also wonder why they even thought for an instant when the shark was ramming a steel door and it was shaking on its hinges and almost buckling why they were thinking it could possibly be another survivor and asked, is it preach right before one of the bolts comes free? I thought it was a lab equipment. Though I, I think she's more like hoping it was like, it can't be a shark. Right? I could understand <laughs> them hoping it's the lab equipment, but it was too regular. Yeah. Of a thud and way too heavy of a thud. At a regular interval. That was clearly ramming. No. No. <laughs> but the... The scene with the oven, too. The one that you keep forgetting about. <laughs> she asked about it like three times, guys, while we were watching the movie. <laughs> so, Preach gets stuck in the oven. He gets in there initially to get away from the shark. And the shark keeps ramming the oven. <laughs> and ends up inadvertently turning the oven on. 
It is a gas oven. So the gas starts going and, of course, it's difficult for him to breathe and he's trying to find a way to get out of the oven. He has in his possession a fire axe, which is metal, and he is in a metal oven with gas flooding in. So you want to tell me that in his hacking away to get to the top oven, that he doesn't hit some kind of line, some kind of gas line, or any other kind of electronics, or even just make the sparks himself with his metal axe on the metal oven for it to explode. Not a single spark. No. <laughs> That's not how any of that works. And I, I severely doubt it would just be like one sheet of metal between the ovens as well that's not how ovens do yeah that'd be really thin extremely thin and then and there's would the heating element be exactly yeah. normally it's at the bottom end there's and at the top. all kinds of lines and all kinds of other things in between because it's got to be insulated as well so it doesn't affect the walls and everything around it <laughs> yeah or even no. like if you're cooking two different things yes yeah yeah so no not how ovens do. Their management of the sharks themselves was terrible and very ill-advised and not how protocols are in place for. They used one strap on the shark when they were getting the protein. Whether yeah. they thought it was knocked out or not, they would not be using a single strap in the middle of a shark's body when it has been genetically modified and is much bigger than it should be yeah it's like at least <laughs> at see. least strap down at the mouth least. it's like the tail is really powerful and can easily hurt yes. someone anyway so it's like you need at least three yeah at, at least. least three to be safe so they just that's they planning. laughed in the face of safety protocols <laughs> all throughout the movie which i guess is just par for the course but it was just bad. It was just bad. But for the the shaft itself, for everything to start flooding, I mean, with the serial killer vibe and everything, when they threw the, the gurney at the glass, that glass, did you see how thick it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that like single gurney would not have broken it. It wouldn't have even cracked it. It would have scuffed it. And he would have gone splat. 100%. He would have gone splat. Yeah, I feel like I can't have a say in it because I'm not an expert in glass. Mm -mm. No, glass that thick, there is no way in hell it would have cracked. Now, once a crack does occur, that was fairly accurate that it shatters pretty damn quick. Yeah. But it would not have cracked. No. It also depends on the... Cause I, Especially I with the dude still being alive. <laughs> oh, well, and then going to the thing that I thought of before for the realism, mm -hmm. too, is they you said that they said that was built in World War II. Yeah. How did it have all of those setups that would accommodate a technology and then not only, like, having the thing that goes to the bottom and rise well, up without them, like... Yeah, they said they modified it. They said it, the initial structure was built in World War II. Okay. But once they mothballed it, they said... They modified it and put in the underwater uh, labs and... Cheaters. Yeah, they said it. They did. They did explain that one. Okay. They just did it poorly. But <laughs> um, but talking about the glass, though, like if um, anyone who has experience with their 
their car windshield, there's actually two layers of glass mm-hmm. with a, a clear layer in between. Some It's like an adhesive. Anyways, it, it essentially makes the glass stronger. And I would imagine for that type of facility where glass breaking would be very dangerous, that they would have like a double layer at least. Possibly. But if you think about like aquariums, those are typically just a really insanely thick piece of glass. So it it depends. Now, if they were smart, they would have put the layers in there and had multiple sheets of glass. But these are people that made shark's brains five times bigger. So, I mean... Yeah. It also probably would have been actually more expensive to have the layers in between. I don't know. It's like now I'm wondering like which is stronger to literally have a huge piece of because it's like on the one hand, I could picture the thicker piece being stronger. But then on the other hand, it is a huge weak point to where if it gets cracked, all of it's going to. It is. It would have been better, I would think, logically to have multiple sheets because if the top one cracks, it's, it's almost like a screen protector for your phone. If the top part cracks the screen protector it's done its job typically and the screen itself is intact yeah yeah now after a certain point the rest of it goes just because of the pressure is too great but you would have at least one maybe two or three layers depending on how thick the layers are yeah of protection before the whole thing shatters at the very least i feel like it would have given them time to get to a safer area before it went. Yeah. Though the glass cracking is really what kind of forced, or the water coming in is really what forced them to move, because otherwise they're like, oh, let's just stand here and look at the glass. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't make sense to me either. The fact that they were all staring, I get that a couple of them would have been in shock, but I'm sorry, I see glass cracking, and we're that close to the bottom of the ocean with sharks right outside of that glass my butt is gone soon as there is a crack in the glass as soon as that gurney hit and that tiny little webbing occurred nah nah i'm halfway up to the next floor by then (laughs) nope (laughs) bye guys see you at the top no thank you (laughs) but well I don't really have anything else. Nope. Okay. No, that's that's all I got for this one. But this is the the last week of Shark Week. So Yeah. Officially. Until next year. It'll be fine. I mean we can if you guys have requests for other shark movies, we can always do those as well at any point in time in the year. So oh, there is one shark movie that will be coming yes, later. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know. But don't forget to make those recommendations as well. And since this is the final week of the month, we are having a live stream this coming Saturday. And this one will be Maneater. So we'll have one last bash of sharks. (laughs) (laughs) And I will be behind the wheel on this one. And Alyssa gets to be the peanut gallery. (laughs) So (laughs) this one will be very interesting and very different. So don't forget to join us then. Plus, I mean, it's the shark. We're we're eating people, so I guess technically we're considered the bad guys. So we're the villain. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
<laughs> so don't forget to join us at 7 p.m. on Saturday at Twitch or YouTube, whichever you prefer. Both will be streaming, so join us Saturday for it, for some Maneater. <laughs> yeah. And again, any other movies you guys have that you want us to watch and review, please let us know in the comments or send us a message or an email, whichever you prefer. We do also have some merch on a Teespring. We will have the link in the description below. Do you have anything else you wanted to add? Nope. Now that I've plugged all the things. Nope. Like, comment, subscribe, share. Yes. <laughs> As usual. And until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye.